Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the GA Statsman podcast, hosted by Matthew Hurley. So you're all very welcome to yet another episode of the GA Statsman podcast. I hope you're all keeping wonderfully well, of course, as usual, through these tough times. Today, I will have an interview from Offaly footballer Kean Johnson about Offaly's season this season and thinking about next season and, of course, the Tier 2 Championship, which will come into effect next year. But first, I'll take a few of your questions from Instagram once again. A lot of you seem to enjoy this segment, so I will probably continue with this for the next few weeks of the podcast. So I suppose we'll get cracking into the questions then. The first question here comes from at David Monaghan 16 and he asks any minor or under 20s you could see make a big impact in the next few years. I think I answered this in the previous podcast but minor I think it's hard to judge really for next year's minor 2021 technically because you don't know what's coming through in counties so I'd probably go with this year's minors. I liked Oshie Mansell from Kerry. I thought he was an excellent young player. For Cork, Conor Hanlon's a very good player. And their centre forward, I forget the name, but um, Hanlon, definitely excellent player for Cork. Shame they went out so early. But I think Oshie Mansell is key for Kerry. I think Oshie Craig is very good for Ross Common as well. Big, strong player. And he will cause damage in the next years. The corner forward for Sligo I was impressed with as well. Uh, I can't remember his name, but I think it's David, second name Gallagher. Very good corner forward. And yeah, Sean Emmanuel for uh, Mead is an excellent young player as well. And Matthew Downey for Derry, who I guess uh, a few comments about. Obviously, I think he follows my account as well. Excellent young player as well coming through. And hopefully Derry will come through the next few years. And hopefully their players won't go abroad as much because we probably need Derry back to the top table. But probably go Matthew Downey, Oshie Mansell, yeah, for minor. For under 20, as I mentioned, probably Lee Gannon for Dublin, Tom O'Callaghan, Galway, Matthew Tierney for Galway as well. He'll go up to senior, obviously. Paul Walsh, Paul O'Shea, who's been called up to Kerry senior panel recently. Yeah, I think those players will make a breakthrough in recent years. I think Connor Corbus, definitely for Cork, will step up for under 20 now next year. And hopefully will excel because we probably need him to caliber player. He is on his day. Yeah, he could he has the potential to be one of the best players in Ireland, in my opinion, Connor Corbus, and hopefully will excel. Next question here comes from Pete.hennessy. And he asks, Brian Cody, has he been in power too long? And in brackets, personally, as a tip man, I think he has. And it, it, it is a good thing from his point of view, obviously. um, I probably think it's probably the same as the situation over in England with Arsene Wenger at Arsenal. Probably in power too long. He wants to go out at the right time, you know, Kilkenny Whitty and All-Ireland. It's a tough one, really. Has he been there too long? You know, Kilkenny haven't won an All-Ireland in five years, which is a long time for them. And you see with Tyrone, they're happy with the fresh faces in with, say, uh, Logan and Brian Dewar. Maybe Kilkenny could do with a fresh face. 
rather than Brian Cody. I'm sure him. I think Richie Power Senior made a comments earlier in the week saying it was time for him to go. I don't know. It's a it's a tough one, but I hope he doesn't get hounded out from Kilkenny fans personally. I think he's a great manager and he deserves respect for what he's done for Kilkenny. That great four a row team and they won multiple all Irelands between 06 and 15. Yeah, I think he deserves respect, definitely. And I hope he goes out the right time. Maybe if Kilkenny win the all next year, I think he probably should leave. It, it'll make him go out in the high, a bit like Henry Sheffield in 2014. I just hope he goes out in the high because he was he's one of the greatest managers in the hurling has ever seen. Next question here comes from Niall underscore L Murray 15. And he asks, thoughts on new car management in minor level and thoughts on the two million deal two from Swartz Direct. Yeah, I heard Dunlop O'Connor was at the background team in the minor. That could only be a good thing. I think he's an he was an excellent player in his day. And he will give some of the minor players some tips on how what All Ireland uh, final day, for example, feels like. Like Dunnock has been involved in, I believe, three All Ireland finals. He's won All Ireland. So he's a winner. And the minors will definitely gain experience from this guy. As for the other um, managers, I suppose they have been around the Rebel Oak scene for a while. That's why they got selected. I don't really know too much about him, if I'm honest. I know about Dunica, excellent player, and he will give them experience. On the two million deal, yeah, it'll be absolutely excellent for Cartier. Two million to fund in, you know, gym equipment, some sponsorship deals. And yeah, I think it'll be a bit like Dublin, hopefully anyway. In the in the sense that um it probably improve them, improve the coaching, improve training sessions. Yeah, I I think it can be a good deal, but the thing is we have to Cork have to win in Ireland in the next two to three years. I think Roland McCarthy mentioned uh, mentioned something about an Ireland team saying to the Irish examiner if I didn't believe Cork could win an Ireland in the next two years what am I doing here I suppose it's good to have a name but I don't know is that unrealistic you look at Dublin right now unbelievable side and you look at so is there streets ahead of Cork in my opinion the looks at Kerry even I know Kerry uh, lost to Cork but I think Kerry, if they play the right players and they go out with an attacking mindset, they'd probably be Cork. Tyrone, the young players coming through there. Donegal. Like if Donegal can sort out their big game mentality, they could be a chance to Dublin. You look at Mayo, they, they played well against Dublin. Galway can only improve. I think they lost form after lockdown. And the break will do them good as well. So I think Cork are a bit behind them, yes. But I think Cork should be aiming towards Ireland in either football or hurling, or maybe both in the next five years. If we, if Cork win about, let's say, one hurling All-Ireland and no football All-Ireland, it's a failure. Simple as that. But we'll have to see where it takes Cork, to be honest. 
Next question. Favourite Claire Horror from the 1990s? This is obviously a tough question because I wasn't alive back then. But I suppose Davy Fitz for his, you know, his energy and the way he loves the game. He's so passionate about the game. I'd have to go Davy Fitz. Maybe Anthony Daly as well. Not as enthusiastic maybe as Davy, but yeah, excellent player as well. Excellent leader. Brian Lohan from fullback. Excellent fullback. Again, excellent leader. And I had GA edits on last week. Or was it the week before? And he was talking about Brian being a leader in that 1997 team. And it can be only be good for their management. So I suppose Brian Lohan, Anthony Daly and Davy Fitz. But again, I wasn't alive back then. So I probably didn't answer the question as good as you liked. Next question comes from Kerry Hurling underscore 2019. And he asks, do you think the minor championship will be cancelled or do you think they'll eventually finish it? The way things are going with the cases surging, I honestly can't see the minor championship continuing. I hope it does, even as a car fan. I hope the likes of Ross Common, the likes of Derry, the likes of Mead and Offaly get their D out in the sun. They deserve it. He likes it. Dublin are gone now. Mayo, Galway, Cork, Donegal. There is a huge opportunity for some of these minor players. I really hope the GA continue with this competition. But honestly, the cases are rising up. The minor championship will be planned for next for 2021. We're technically still in 2020 minor championship, which is mad. I hope it continues, but again, I can't see it happening. I really can't. And it's a shame for these minor players who deserve a lot of recognition. Next question and next final two questions actually come from Kerry G A fan page. The first question he asks are top five footballers in the country in your opinion. Don't base it too much on recent form. I think he's angling for me to say David Clifford honestly. But yeah I'd probably go David Clifford. Unbelievable player. The skill level of the guy is unbelievable. And for the record, I don't think he should have been nominated for an All-Star, but that's against the point. He's a brilliant player. And yeah, he's just set it off here this year and he will come back stronger next year. Others, I'd probably go Brian Fenton, brilliant player in that Dublin team. And Stevie Cluxton, two players that dictate the way Dublin play. I'd probably go them. I suppose, again, you have to go Kieran Kilkenny, brilliant player this year. And brilliant over the years, maybe underrated in a way. So I'd probably go Kieran Kilkenny, Brian Fenton, Stevie Cluxton, David Clifford. And probably Killian O'Connor from Mayo. Probably Killian O'Connor. Michael Murphy, very lucky not to not to make the cut. But yeah, I'd probably go Killian O'Connor, David Clifford, Kieran Kilkenny, David, Brian Fenton and Stephen Cluxton as my top five. And the final question, obviously, from Kerry GA fan page. Best young Irish players in the AFL, in your opinion? I suppose I'll have to go with Mark Keane and Conor Reardon being two of them anyway. They're going back to AFL. Mark O'Connor, I've heard a good lot of good lot of things about him from Kerry. I suppose Callum Brown from Derry's an excellent young player going to the AFL, of course. Yeah, I suppose them four will probably be the main ones being young players going to the AFL. And I hope they excel. And it's great to see Irish talent going over to Australia. So that's all the questions for this week. Let me know if you want this to continue on the podcast. 
I'm delighted to say my guest on this episode of the podcast is awfully current intercounty footballer Keith Johnson. Keen played for Offaly this year in the championship. Their their league games and their two championship games. He definitely played some part in it anyway. He was mentioned in the interview later on that he picked up an injury and he's in recovery mode now. Hopefully he does return for the 2021 season because he's an excellent young player. Plays club football for Forban in the Offaly Championship. Won an Offaly County title in 2019. And it's really Damon Rhodes that are fighting for the title there. Anyway, he did he did sit down and chat to me for an interview this week about Offaly's season, last season, and their hope for next season. And of course, his thoughts on the incoming Tier 2 Championship next season. Here's what Keane had to say. So I'm here with Offaly Intercounty footballer Keane Johnson. Just talk about uh, Offaly's season and championship and their hopes for next year. I suppose, uh, first of all, Keane, how are you? Oh, not too bad, not too bad, Matt. Um, you know, I suppose it's difficult for everyone in the lockdown, really. Um, probably the biggest difference between this, this lockdown and the, the first one is probably the live sport. I suppose the first lockdown... Uh, the whole world was shut down and there was nothing to watch. Um, I know this one is in winter and the dark nights, but um, you know, having something to watch made a huge difference. You know, the GA Championship obviously the with games on nearly every week. Um, and I'd be a huge soccer fan as well. So having the Premier League and European soccer on midweek and weekends is brilliant. And I probably had college work to do and exams as well. So and I always kept busy doing something. Yeah, I suppose everybody feels the same way. This lockdown's probably better given the Premier League and all that. And it's great to have something to watch because we'll all be bored otherwise, I suppose. Um, just wanted to talk to Keane about Offaly's season in the Championship. You won the game against Carlo in the Championship. You stayed up in Division 3. Uh, heartbreaking obstacle there in many ways. How would you rate the Championship and League overall? Yeah, um, we kind of we started off okay. We we had Cork in the first game, and we were obviously building that up to be a big one because Cork were kind of the big fish in Division Three, and we played well in the first half. We were points up at half time, and it was a big game for us, kind of going down to Newport and Keeve and that. And we got a black card just after half time, and they emptied the bench then and kind of overran us. And um, we kind of had a few up and down results, and then the lockdown came. So um, in the championship, then we beat Carroll the first day out, and Clare beat us by four points then. Um, I think Neil Flynn came on there at the end of the game and he kicked a few outrageous scores, kind of got some over the line. Um, we had a few goal chances as well, and maybe if we had taken them, we kind of could have won. But um, I actually missed both games anyways. I was out injured in the championship. Uh, just towards the end of the club championship, I, I felt the strain on my groin and it was still at me. And we had a semi final coming up and I got an injection to take the pain away. And it was a great time, you know, you don't want to go down, but um, in reality, it was the wrong thing to do. Um, the game kind of went to extra time as well, and I played basically 80 minutes with an injury, and I was crippled then after, I could hardly walk, and I was with a few specialists there, and I'm in for surgery now soon, so, look, it's not ideal, and, you know, I can I can sit around and say, why is it happening to me, or feel sorry for myself, where I can be positive about the recovery, and just be in the best shape possible uh, to go back on the pitch whenever I'm ready, and I suppose kind of the lockdown, one of the biggest things, that taught me is that football is, you know, there's more important things like football. And, you know, um, you can get caught up in it quite easy. And I'd kind of be guilty of taking football a bit too serious in the past. Um, you know, it's, it's an amateur sport. It's probably not the right thing to do. Um, you know, I wouldn't take losing very well. And it's kind of found an effect in my mood with, 
you know, I'd be commuting up and down from well and that, and I'd be leaving early, at, you know, seven most mornings and uh, be down for a nine or ten start, and you know, I'd be wouldn't be finished for three or four and go straight to coffee training then, and uh, you'd be there early for the session. You might have uh, video analysis after food. You might be getting home at ten o'clock, and when you're doing that two or three times a week, you can get caught up in it, and it's very easy to miss the things, you know, and the people that matter most to you, so especially when you see what's going on in the world now. You know, the people have lost loved ones have lost their jobs, people are very sick. So when when things like that are going on, you know, football and me obviously isn't the biggest problem in the world. Yeah, I suppose there probably are bigger things in life given the whole situation we're in at the moment. Um I suppose we just have to plow on truth and uh hope we come out the right side of us. Um I suppose you did mention you had that injury in the championship. I was actually going to ask about um, the COVID environments around games. Uh, you're one of a few players on the podcast. I just wanted to get your view on um, what's it like playing uh, GA during a pandemic, what the dress room's like, and what was it like for yourself? Uh, yeah, it's been a privilege that everyone else was in lockdown and we were allowed we were allowed to travel and play our games but uh, it definitely was weird like even you would miss it especially at county training you know it's you're split into different dressing rooms you're wearing masks and that and there's no food after training it's just takeaway so it's literally just a session on your home so you're kind of missing that uh, bit of engagement and bit of crack with the players really um, and having no crowds then as well is weird but um, actually in the club semi-final that I played I actually found that it, uh, I didn't miss the crowd too much because I think 200 people were allowed in at that time and they actually made quite a lot of noise and the benches were, were getting um, quite noisy as well. So I didn't really miss the crowd too much in that game. But um, yeah, it is weird and hopefully uh, it'll be sooner rather than later the fans will be back in. Yeah, I suppose it does lack a bit of atmosphere, but I suppose it in a way it does take pressure off the players. And as you say, it is a bit weird, but hopefully we will get through it anyway. Um, just to get back on uh, Offaly, Besides yourself, who do you think is the best player on the Offaly team? Jesus, I better be careful with this one. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of good players. Um, probably Nine Mackney would have been the player that I looked up to as a young lad um, with Rose, and he's, he came out of retirement, so even to get to train and, and play with him is, is class. Um, uh, there's loads of good players. Keen Farrell will be the same age as me now. He'll be one of the up-and-coming players now, so hopefully he'll... Uh, He'll be a good player for us in the future. And there's good, good young lads as well. We, we brought in a lot of lads from our under-20s. So hopefully we, we start seeing the um, you know, the benefits of that in the coming years. Yeah, and uh, I was just going to ask you as well about the underage success in Offaly. Obviously, uh, they've won a minor title, or they're in a minor Leinster final against Meath, beating Kildare, which was a superb achievement by Offaly. Do you think Offaly football could be on the rise again? Yeah, I hope so. Certainly hope so. Anyways, um, I wouldn't have had much success now. It was awfully underage. Wouldn't have really had much success in general. But we always had good players, and we always felt that we could we could give teams a go. But we always, um, certainly in my time under twenty and, and minor, we always we, we used to beat the teams kind of at our own level. But any time we came up against the Mead or Kildare, they always kind of took us out. So I don't know if that's strength conditioning wise or football wise or what what uh, where we were falling down. But um. We've a serious training base in off, you know, it's called Faithful Fields and we've um, loads of state-of-the-art pitches, uh, dressing rooms, gym, 
you know, there's an area for food, uh, video analysis, everything there. So we don't really have any complaints anymore. You know, a lot, a lot, a lot of the time in Offaly was saying uh, we don't have, we don't know where we're training. We could be in one pitch the next night. You know, we don't know where we are. Everything is in there now. So um, I think definitely the for the future, and um, that's going to be a benefit to all the underage squads as well. Yeah, and um, I was just going to ask you about uh, the manager, senior manager at the moment, John Mohan. He's he was a good manager from the past, obviously uh, won the Munster title for Clare in '92. Did a very good job at Mayo, and he seems to be doing a good job at Offaly, keeping Division Three. You're competitive enough now, Leinster, with the likes of Kildare and Mead. What sort of influence has uh, John had in the team? Yeah, I, I missed his first year now. I was still under 20. I couldn't play. Uh, last year was my first year with him. But, um, yeah, obviously you would have heard a lot about him from managing other teams. Look, he, he's been there. He's seen it all. He's very experienced. Um, he's a very good man, man manager. He kinda, he'd always be talking to you and letting you know where you stand and things. So um, that's good. And he kind of knows when to step in. And when that's how, you know, he'd kind of just be walking around training. He'd be keeping an eye on things. You know, he's always watching uh, while our coach takes the drills and that. So... So, um, he kind of knows what knows what it takes, and we we lost to me during the championship two years ago by a couple of points, and to Lair by four points. So we're we're kind of getting there. Hopefully, um, it won't be too long before we can take down one of the, the big teams in Leinster. Yeah, I suppose there is definitely potential in Offaly, and um, we all hope for Offaly to come back in and be competitive in the Leinster championship once again. I suppose looking forward to next year, you've touched on a small bit yourself, but uh, you're in uh, split Division 3 now next season with the Wicklow, Tipperary, and Limerick. And then obviously the Leinster Championship after that, the draw still has to be made. How would you rate your chances next year? Uh, yeah, look, um, the, the league is always tough, you know, because it's probably the best competition because you're playing teams at your own level. Um, and even with that split, like I mean, Limerick and Wicklow coming up from Division Four, they're not going to give us anything easy. Um, they're both counties that are on the rise. Uh, Davy Burke's doing great work in Wicklow, and, and Limerick always have have good footballers, so they'll be tough. And obviously, Tip, everyone's seen what what quality they have this year. So we'll, we'll be looking to get out of the group. Obviously, we'll we'll have ambitions, but uh, it's going to be tough. Um, and then the championship as well. You know, and ultimately, look, um, not going to get any. Prizes for saying this, but you're ultimately playing in Leinster to get beaten by Dublin at some stage. So it's about nearly avoiding them and seeing where it takes us then from there. I suppose, yeah, Dublin, huge um, team in that province, and it'll be very tough to beat them. I suppose uh, on next year as well, there'll be tier two coming in next year if you stay in Division Three, of course. Um, there's a lot of mixed views on the tier two championship. Uh, as an intercounty player for one of them teams, how would you um, what would you think of the tier two championship? Would you be against it or would you be for it? Um, it's hard to know. You know, if you say before people are saying you're not ambitious, you know, and you don't you don't want to um, you don't want to test yourself and play against the best. But I think at the same time you have to be realistic. Um, you know, um, Tip and Cavan probably uh, threw that formula out the window this year. It's not a great example that they had their big days out, but. You know, Tip was 85 years and Cabin was something like that as well. So how long, how many years do you have to get beaten to, to wait for one of them? You know, I, I think uh, Tier 2 is definitely uh, something that would benefit smaller counties and bring them on. But I think um, it, it's just about what way to go about it. Um, I'm not sure what the best way is to do it. Um, I think people are scared by the, the Tommy Murphy Cups that came in a couple of years ago. 
and that kind of wasn't um, uh, wasn't given the back and then it was just kind of the rest um, so I think if they if they do it properly you know if they have um, the games on with the with the proper all Ireland games uh, you know if they have all stars uh, team holiday things like that if they can put all that into it and, and market it well and drive it I definitely think that it's, it's beneficial but um, you know there's going to be traditional people in counties that don't want to be distinguished you know they don't want to say if they were say division 3 and 4 teams were straight into tier 2 like obviously Cork down would say no no way we're not playing we're not playing tier 2 so I think they need to maybe have it some way that you play yeah everyone has a chance at Sam to start off and then you end up in tier 2 because you're beaten not because you're, you're a small county I suppose there is different views on tier two and um, everybody's entitled to their opinion, of course. Yeah, and it will probably bring the smaller counties on and hopefully uh, people will just come into the games, not like the Tommy Murphy Cup a few years ago. There were small attendances, probably that was the problem. But um, hopefully the GA will get it right and I'm sure they will, but you never know. Um, I suppose, uh, Keith, with your own club, Verbane, uh, you won the Offaly Championship a few years ago, I believe. Uh, winners in 2019, of course. How do you think your club's progressing at the moment? Obviously, there's a bigger club at the moment in uh, Road. Uh, would you say Verbane and Road are the two biggest sides in Offaly, or what do you think yourself? Um, it's hard to know. Um, Road are obviously Road have been the kingpins of Offaly. You know they've they've set the standard for us all to get to. But um, yeah, look, we've we've a lot of young players. We've a really serious underage uh, teams, and we've we've kind of came up and we finally got over line in 2019. And you know, I I'm I'm very grateful to be from Fabian. You know, even with the lockdown, it made me realise and reflect how, how fortunate I've been to have a lot of success with Fabian. Um, you know, even from underage the whole way up to senior, I won every underage medal. You know, I won three, uh, three minors, three under twenties. Got the captain, both of them teams, and then win the first senior for the club. Then twenty five years, um, I got to man the match that day. You know, things like that just live with you forever. Um, you know, being from, being from Fran and the homecoming and that, and seeing what it means to the older people. Um, you know, even with my school, then I got to win all Ireland, and even playing with Offaly. Uh, you know, from under thirteen right up development squads right up to senior, I got to make my debut in the one cup at eighteen. Um. You know, we never won a Leinster at him, but I still have great days. And, uh, you know, I've had memories at the final whistle of county finals of Fraban, you know, the days after the homecomings, um, dinner dance, award nights, all shared with family, friends, teammates who I've grown up with. Um, I'm only 21, but, um, you know, I've made memories to last a lifetime. And I'm very grateful that, for that because, you know, there's players in Offaly and in every county really that are top quality and that probably never see much success with their club. So, I I'm very, feel very lucky to have grown up in Fabana and played in some great teams. Mm. And I suppose it probably leads on to another question. You talk about club, um, it's so important for Ban. It's a great atmosphere with the club and all that. Which would you say is um, better or which would you prefer, club or county? Jeez, that's a tough one. It's hard to know. Um, like... County doesn't take or county takes a lot more commitment. You know, you're training early five, six nights a week with the county, and um, you know it is intense and it can take over your life at times. But um, it, 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 there's no better feeling really than representing your county and running out onto a Connor Park, you know, in front of a home crowd. Um, it, it's class um, to be to be recognised as one of the best players in the county and being being on the starting fifteen. But um, 
yeah, your club as well. You probably have more more chance of winning something with your club, really, uh, especially these days. But um, yeah, your club is your your everyone. You know, your your family, your friends, your you see the people you see every day, and uh, you know the people you the friends you've grown up with in primary school, secondary school, you get to get to play with them, and you know have uh, as I said, I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of wins, and you know the the memories that you've that you create with them, people that you'll have forever. Like even if if people stop playing football or whatever, you can if you bump into someone on the street or you see them on a night out or whatever you can always say you know I remember the day we, we climbed the steps you know so um, it's a hard one really I, I don't know the answer to I suppose again there's split views to it and there's uh, argu- ar- uh, good arguments on either side I suppose I suppose different views and uh, we'll have to respect each other's views I suppose um, maybe one final question Obviously, you mentioned you are studying UL at the moment and you were in the Secrets and Cup squad, I believe. Um, it was obviously called off in the last few weeks. Would you have found that a bit frustrating or what do you think of the whole thing yourself? Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely frustrating because we felt we had a really good squad. But um, as we were saying earlier, there's probably bigger... Uh, bigger issues oh, it's just about but, um, yeah I, I actually took a year out after school so I was I was only in freshers last year in UL so I didn't get to train much with them at all because I was awfully but um, I was really looking forward to the Sigerson Cup this year because it's such a kind of prestigious competition and I would have heard about a lot about it and watched it over the years but um, yeah we felt we had a really good squad um, obviously David Clifford is in UL now um, we had Owen McLaughlin and Ryan Adonahu from the Mayo Seniors we've loads of other top uh, county players as well and UL will probably be no more for Hurling, you know, obviously Limerick are really strong now and the surrounding counties will be more into Hurling, but um, there's a lot of good football people in UL that are trying to attract the best players and help them in their course um, and help them get into UL, so, um, you know, we got the news the other day that Sigerson was cancelled, but obviously it's very disappointing, but um, hopefully, you know, if it's the end of, the end of this year or the end of next year, we can uh, bring a bit of success to, to UL in the Sigerson. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, I hope it does come about that competition in uh, later down the year, later down the line. You know, it's it'll be good just to see young players get their chance and get their day out in the sun. Um, I suppose we'll wrap it up there, Keen. Thank you so much for joining me, and um, I wish you all the best in your recovery. No problem, Matt. Thanks for having me, and best of luck with your page and your podcast. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank you, Johnson, for. St- have the time to sit down and chat to me about Offaly's season in the championship and their hopes for next season. And of course, it's very interesting to see his viewpoint on the Tier 2 championship. As I said in the interview, a lot of people are against it, a lot of people are for it, and I suppose we just have to respect each other's views on it. Keane, as I said, is currently in recovery mode and trying to get fit for the upcoming championship season. I wish him all the best in that. And hopefully he does return to the pitch like all GA players, if I'm honest. And the league is about to start the end of February. Well, depending on cases, of course. And I wish Keane and Offaly all the success in that in the, re- in the months to come. So that brings an end to yet another episode of the GA Statsman podcast. I'd like to thank you all very much for listening to me once again today. And I hope you all stay safe throughout this lockdown. And I hope you all have a very good weekend. Until the next episode, I'll see you then.